powered up. We have had to conform to a certain social game. And so we are in a constant state of competition. In terms of that competition, we can, of course, lose place. And in that sense, make mistakes. This is the secret. You can't make a mistake. Welcome, everybody, to Friends of Failure. I'm your host, Sam, and this is my co-host, Megan. hey I'm really excited to introduce everyone to our guest today, Michelle Baker. How are you doing? I'm absolutely fabulous. Excited to uh, have this conversation with uh, Megan and Sam today. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's great meeting you. I'm really excited for the, the conversation that we're going to have today. I, I know it's, it's probably going to have some really great points for for people, you know, maybe they're they're going to receive the message that they're looking for, right? To help them, you know, understand a different perspective of failure than what is traditionally kind of going around these days, right? But before before we start that conversation, I would really love for you to just tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, what you do, what you're about. Yeah. So, uh, well, thank you both for having me here again. One of my favorite things to do is to inspire people to uh, live with joy and enthusiasm. So that's my personal mission in life is to inspire as many people as possible to live with joy and enthusiasm. And the way I get to do that is through um, speaking and coaching on um, confidence. And so I'm known as uh, the uh, chief confidence igniter. And what I do is that I go around and I especially work with sales teams, sales leaders, business owners, female founders, and it's all around helping them with that psychology of selling. It's kind of the term I, I, I coined and phrase, and it is absolutely around understanding that there is no there. Right. So what most people do in business and in life is think that when I make this sale, when I get this client, when I buy this house, when I get this marriage, when I have this baby, like they're looking at a there. And so when they get it, there's nothing external in a human's life that will give them lasting fulfillment and joy. So that's why failure feels so real, because they keep questing for something that's not lasting when failure is just meant to guide you to something that's actually meant to be more internally fulfilling. So that's what I basically do is help people to get in the habit of believing in themselves so that they can just keep going through and experience in life. And it's the fullest of what it's meant to be. Just a little important, you know? Yeah. That, <laughs> I, I mean, there's so much, there's so much power in that, right. Of, of, you know, it, it doesn't, it's important to have people surrounding you that believe in you, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how much they believe in you if you don't believe in yourself. And exactly, I, I think we live in a, in a, a time and maybe it's been like this since, you know, people have been on the planet. Right. But I think we live in a time where people don't believe in themselves. Um, exactly. I, I, I myself am working on that currently, right. Where it's like, you know, who am I, what am I about? What is that thing that that purpose that is fulfilling to me as a human being? And it's not about, you know, rushing to get to destinations, right? It's, it is about learning how to be good with yourself, right? Have a good relationship with yourself, but also being in the journey, right? And I think failure doesn't seem so bad when you're focused on the now and you're in the journey, right? 
Absolutely agree with that. It's it's circumstances, right? So failure is a circumstance that did not turn out the way that you thought it should have needed to have to turn out. That's all it is, right? So when you're in possession of your own self-worth, your value, your confidence, you're clear on where you're headed, you understand that Again, there's always going to be setbacks, naysayers, critics, doubts, failure, right? You understand that's all part of the process. And you just maybe even pause for a minute and glance eh, and you keep going, right? <laughs> like the power in life comes when you have something greater that is purposeful and meaningful to you than the things that are right happening right in front of you and outside of you with your physical eyes don't have as much power over you. Most people don't have not given their mind something greater to focus on. So everything in front of them has the power. I think that's important too of realizing that the, the things that have power over us, we gave those things and those people the power over us. Right. And it's like, you can take that back. It might be yeah, scary, but you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was just recently, and I don't know where the adage comes from, what you resist, you persist. Mm -hmm. Right. So what happens is most people live a life of they don't want. So ask somebody like anybody listening to this. And next time you go out, start asking people, what do you really want in life? Watch. They will answer you by either pausing their eyes dart about, and then they begin to tell you what they don't want. Very few people in life can clearly tell you what it is they do want or even who they want to be when they grow up. And you're talking to adults, <laughs> right? So guess what? If all you know is what you don't want, what you resist persists. You create. Every word out of your mouth is creation. You keep creating what you, you speak it and you will it will seek you. So again, Failure is only final if you don't quit, as they told you repeatedly on this podcast. So again, get clear on what you do want, and then you will you will actually take and experience those things that you don't want as, as just targets, moving targets. Oh, if I don't want this, well, this is telling me to get clear on what I do want. That's all. Right. Yeah. Right. This person who is like, you know, people like to spend so much time talking about what somebody meant. Like I'm at that person now when people come say, you know, they have a problem with a person and I'm known Michelle can turn anything into a positive. So they walk up to me and I go, oh, Michelle, I'm dealing with this person and they're awful. And I'm like, oh, my God, what happened? Well, they said this and, 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 and I was like, so, OK, let them finish. So did you ask them what they meant? Well, no, I know what they meant. Uh, -uh Time, 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 time. <laughs> average human being has anywhere from 20 to 80,000 thoughts in a day. You don't even know all the thoughts you have. So it's impossible for you to know what anybody else was thinking. Therefore, you cannot know exactly what they meant. Did you ask them? If you haven't asked them, then we're, this conversation is gossip and I don't partake of gossip. That's a perfect takeaway because assuming other people's intent, even their feelings, is going to lead you to failure right away. Cause like you said, you can't just go, Express Oh, route. he's mad at me or, Oh, he's not being, you know, nice. And in his head, he's like, Oh, that went really well. So <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. That clarity. And it's so interesting when you go ask people and then follow up and take a deeper dive. Well, why didn't you, you know, when you felt like that conversation was going, not going well, why didn't you just say, oh, okay, maybe I misunderstood you. What did you mean? We are not taught as a humanity how to address feelings of uncomfort. Mm -hmm. 
We love to just go talk to, like ask how many people who have a problem with a person if they actually went and talked to the person. Probably not. They're talking to everybody else except the person they have a problem with. Yep. <laughs> I, I mean, when I was younger, I can look back and, and I can admit that that was me. But, you know, so when you really start changing so if you if you change the way you think or change your mind you change your your life you change your reality and when you really start looking into that you you start to have realizations of you know the easy one here would be like we have misconceptions of what is failure and so if failure is the oh i i wasn't successful and then you know you quit failure can be thought of as something to be afraid of, or it can be something that is a tool that's going to make you better. So you can achieve what you're trying to do. The, the other part of that would be fear uh, that I wish I could remember her name, but she did. Um, it was like a Ted talk kind of situation, but she was talking about what she did to overcome fear and how she helps people overcome fear. And it's literally changing the way you think about it. Fear is the same exact feeling as excitement. Your brain decides if it's negative or positive. Yes. And I remember, I remember listening to her and being, and being like, you're hundred percent right. Why didn't I think of this? Right. Why didn't I, why didn't I acknowledge that excitement feels the same way? You know, it's that like high alert kind of, Oh, like this is important. Something's happening, but you can, you can be grateful for it. You can find a positivity in it, or you can, you know, be afraid. And, and sometimes that's crippling. You know what I mean? Like it, it it'll, it'll allow you to hold yourself back. I've used fear so many times in the past as an excuse, right? Like fear was in the way as if like I had no control over it. Right. And, and don't get me wrong. Like, I think, I think that's another thing where we get taught, you know, you shouldn't be afraid, right? Like it shows weakness, but being afraid of something can sometimes be a message, right? Like, man, I'm afraid to deal with, you know, that thing uh, that, you know, bothers me in the back of my head, or I'm afraid to deal with confrontation. That's another thing that I think people think confrontation is a negative thing. It doesn't have to be right. Like if, if you and I have a problem, I'm like, Hey, look, like, what did you mean? I'm trying to get clarity. That's not a bad thing. It's going to be uncomfortable still, but you know what I'm saying? Confrontation doesn't equal bad. No, it, it absolutely doesn't. For anybody uh, listening now, um, I'm, I'm, I'm neck rolling at uh, Sam because I'm like, how dare he talk about he confronting me, right? But uh, <laughs> absolutely, <Finger snap. laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> but it's not a bad thing. It's how, you know, when you go talk to people who've had uh, lasting relationships and they still like each other, right? I had an aunt and uncle who I adored married 50 something years and she would walk in the room and he would still lean back and be like, mm, right. And I was like, oh, ew, right. That kind of, but when you ask them about the relationship, they didn't argue, right. They went to solution. It was always, okay, there's a the reason we are here challenged right now is because we don't agree. And because we don't agree, we are not seeing things the same, which is causing an emotion of us. And in order for us to go to bed and not argue, we either decide that we'll talk about it tomorrow and or we have a conversation about solution because it doesn't mean that we need to agree. And what is the result we want to create for our children, for our family, for our legacy? So let's go to solution and then we can we can navigate that. We both decide and agree that we're going to solve this. Now we have somewhere to go. Remember I said the reason people get stuck 
is because they just sit there and talk about what they feel instead of going, okay, the feelings acknowledge that something that needs to change. There's something different required. 100%. I know that we don't get taught this stuff in school, right? They don't sit us down and go, hey, you know, when you're pursuing relationships, you should probably not take your advice from, you know, a sitcom or like a, 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 a teen drama on WB or whatever. Uh, not that you can't enjoy the entertainment, but- Really? Should- no, no, I can't do that. You're, yeah. Uh, are, you, are, are you sure, Sam? <laughs> I, I mean, you can do whatever you, can, you want, right? But, <laughs> but you're gonna have a bad time um, because it's- it's it's really interesting when you start exploring the versions of reality that you can experience by again you know it's it's all in your mind and in the perspective that you're shaping i mean there there are obviously things that happen to you that you can't control but you can control how you, how you yeah. yeah how you how you try to handle it right and sometimes we're we're not equipped and and you know we have to we have to fail several times before we really develop a skill set right so one thing I wanted to ask you is, you know, you, you help people in the corporate setting. I know you, you help people um, in general, right? Like you, you have that vibe. You're, you're a person that likes to help people, right? So one of the things that you, you mentioned you do for people is kind of help them get started on the path of learning how to embrace failure, right? And, yes. I, and I know that part of that's got to be having the mind shift of failure as a tool, right? It's not yes. like a, a label, Um, which I think is where things get kind of confused, right? How do you begin that process with a person? I mean, I'm assuming you have to kind of evaluate evaluate where they're at in terms of how they think about failure first, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Great question. And thank you for asking it. So it depends on if it's an individual or team um, or or people I'm working with. Sometimes it's with leadership, uh, a leadership um, it within an organization. So that will, of co- course, dependent on that, we'll have some assessment tools. But the overall goal is to see where you are and where you want to be. So we create point A and point B always. Um, and then once you see where you want to be, then we um, unwrap that and get that clear as possible. So just because you say that's where you want to be, is it is it because that's yours? Is that because it's true for you? Did you get that from somewhere else? Was it encoded? You know, our personality is locked in by the time we're seven, eight years old. So are you dragging this along from something somebody told you you thought the need to ought to should be, right? Is this, uh, you know, um, something based off of a relationship you had? Now you're going to prove to them you're still going to be successful. So again, getting that clarity that it's yours, you own it. And as an organization, the leaders or the founders of that organization, what is, you know, you go to Simon Sinek, start with why, right? Why is this relevant and important and meaningful? Because the whole point is creating a life or a business that's amazing. And amazing is not easy work. And amazing requires a lot of work on the back end. And you will not stick with it if it's not yours. You will not stay the course if it's not yours, if you don't fully own it. And if it's not yours, also someone else from external can take it away from you by pointing out its flaws, by shaming. They can break it down. But when you have generated that drive or that clarity for what you want to create from within and you truly know, learn how to own it, then nobody can take it from you. Right. Again, so that's what we do is we start there and then we go about establishing the habit of believing, right? So that's, again, I tell people my mastery is I can help anybody create the habit of believing because think about it. Once you believe in yourself, 
Can I tell you, you can't? No. Because it would, it would just be irrational for me to approach you and tell you you can't do something once you believe. You truly understand that you have aligned with God, universe, divine, Buddha, Allah, the source, the create, whatever you want to call it. You are in alignment with that. That is greater than any person on this planet. And anyone who's not for you gots to go <laughs> by Felicia, right? right? They are just mere flesh and blood mortals. And you have been given a call, a quest, a purpose that ignites you. You can't stop thinking about it. You wake up and the Cheerios taste better today because you know that you know that you know, right? So again, that's the work that I do. That's my mastery. It's my gift. I used to be scared to tell people because I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I, I was like embarrassed to tell people that because I was raised in an environment and I tell people I was raised by uh, people who are, my dad picked cotton. My mom uh, was raised colored only. They were both raised in Louisiana where they saw colored only on my birth certificate. It's, it's a historical document. My mother, me, and my father all colored. C-O-L-O-R-E-D, right? Wow. So I was raised to be quiet and I was raised to be not seen and not heard. So to do this is counter to my nature. And until I sat down and defined who I was going to be, what my legacy is in this life, I couldn't do these interviews because they I felt disingenuous. It, it was counter to what my feelings were creating inside of me. And then now aligning those feelings to my purpose is, is makes it fun. And even when I don't do it well, when someone says no, or I make a mistake, or I don't, don't get the gig, right? All that stuff that used to feel like failure, it's just like, eh, just wasn't my person, wasn't my gig, wasn't my client, eh, keep going. Yeah, right. But without that clarity, you it will destroy you. Clarity is like the first part of it. And then the <clears> second part, at least for you, and I'm sure other people, is removing limitations that are put yes. on you by society, family, whatever it is. Once yes. you get past that, does it feel kind of like the sky's the limit? You can go anywhere. Yes, it does. You begin to understand that it's not just a feeling, it is a reality, right? Um, That the sky is the limit. We get to create thoughts become things without a thought is spontaneous combustion. So everything on this planet, for the most part, is a thought. Someone thought it up. So you have the same great brain matter that every human being has been given and gifted with. Uh, We just don't access it because we're so bound by our limitations of what we think we should need to have to ought to. Um, And so my work is helping people to um, understand that they are unlimited in who they are when they align with something greater than them, because now you don't have to worry, right? Now you're not trying to figure it out or fix it or do it. You're just moving forward with the understanding that if somebody says, no, it's not a big deal. There's limited parts. There's always only one problem. We can only focus on one thing at a time as a human being. There's infinite possibility of an outcome, infinite. But we're so far, we talk about the problem. We talk about what they didn't do, what they didn't say, like how unfair it was. And I, and I should have got that. And this is so, again, you create with your words. What are you talking about? I, I bring this up all the time. So um, I had a, a mentor who, you know, we were talking and one day he goes, <clears throat> he goes, um, hey, have you ever read the four agreements? And, um, and yeah, yeah. So I was like, I, ha- I haven't. And I was like, actually, I think I have it on my bookshelf. And uh, he was like, hey, you should really like I, I don't I don't enjoy sitting down and reading. Um, so I'm very grateful for like Audible and being able to listen to books now. Right. So 
So he he asks, he checks up later, a couple of weeks. Hey, uh, did you ever check out that book, The Four Agreements? I was like, oh, man. So I, I took the physical copy that I had. I honestly don't know where I got that book. And I thought I knew. And then I asked the person and they were like, I didn't give you that. I It fell from the sky. I don't know. But I put it on my desk, right? Some time goes by. And I mean, I, I'm looking at it every day. Third time, he goes, hey, do you read that book yet? And I was like, all right, look, I'm going to download it because I know I'm not going to physically read it. I'm going to download it right now and I'm going to listen to it. I listened to that book and I ended up listening to it basically twice in a row. It's a very short book. And it's one of those things that it, it opens your mind, right? So that you have the ability to realize that these, it seems so simple, but you don't think about it right. And so one of the things is the things that you say are one of two things. It's either going to be a blessing or it's going to be a curse and you get to decide. And I realized that I would spew you know, curses because I'd be upset and I was dealing with turbulence on the inside, didn't know how to deal with it. And so I was just projecting it. Right. Well, once I took responsibility for that, I stopped, I stopped letting people who were projecting their things affect me so much. Right. It's, it's not me that they're upset with, or it's not me that they're relying to be happy. Right. But I do think that that's really important that thoughts are real. They are, they are very much tangible things and they have a, an effect no matter how, how simple it seems, every time, even if you think you're joking, every time you talk neg- negatively about yourself, there's a part of you inside that's going, all right, well, I guess that's got to be true, right? The subconscious, one, one way that somebody uh, described it was your conscious thoughts are programs that you're writing, and then the subconscious is utilizing that programming. Yes. And yes. It's kind of scary because then you really start to realize that it is limitless and you are very, very powerful as a being. And then you want to be like, well, I don't want to be responsible for that. Right. (laughs) Like I don't like if I'm having a bad day, I don't want to be like cursing everybody. But it's I think I think it's a truth, you know. Yes. Yes. So, yes. So going back to right. So she said uh, clarity was the first thing. Um, Then we work on uh, pretty much it's uh, consistency. So what happens is um, the unconscious mind, so I call it the chicken and dude in your head, like when I'm on stage, you know, that chicken and dude, you know, the one that has been chatting at you the whole time on stage, like, oh my God, she looks different than her picture. She's a bit (laughs) fluffy, isn't she? Oh, I've heard somebody else say this. Oh my God, I got an email I need to answer. I haven't answered yet. Oh, what am I going to have for dinner? You know, that one, that voice Mm, in your head, it goes all day long, right? That one. So that one, until you get that thing to be on your side, life will always be a struggle Mm. period that voice is meant to support us to empower encourage and ignite us it's not going to be 100 because we are reptilian brain negative by nature and for the most part it you can turn that voice around so for most of the day and most of the rest of your life it will support you Um, but it requires conditioning and the thing about it is that it requires daily conditioning and remember we're not in control. This is data, statistical evidence has shown 90% of our decision-making is on autopilot. It comes from the unconscious. Mm -hmm. So it's always the imprint of who you are. So that means in order to change your feelings about failure, you've got to go re-imprint the unconscious. Okay. And so when I say that, and I ask people, do you know what that means? And most people don't know. I do right? That's the work that the background and the work that I've done and, you know, going about it in a manner and helping people to create it. Yeah. Yeah. Man. And if you go look, 
top performers, one of the things they have is they have bar none routines. And they pretty much all have morning routines. If you mm-hmm. don't master your morning, you will not slay your day. I love it. It's not going to happen. I did have a question pop into my head while you were while you were just talking. I'm sure there's been plenty of times, maybe not plenty, because usually if people are, are uh, utilizing you to, to learn and grow, they have an idea of what you do, right? But there have there has to be people who maybe push back, right? Like they're like, nah, that no way, right? Or like it, it could just be a um, it sometimes it takes time to understand, right? You you got to sleep on it, right? But have you have you had that during like your your career where you got that pushback and you had to help them kind of navigate to a place where they could receive it, the the information that you talk about? Yes. Yeah. So you're talking about clients that are already, you know, in the process of working with me and midstream, they start to push back a little bit. Sure. Or or even just the initial conversation, right? Where you're like the subconscious oh. and the consciousness, right? Where they're like, what? Because some people, they, they haven't, they've never heard this conversation, right? Yes, never. I, yeah, I just, absolutely. I just, I just can't imagine what it would be like trying to uh, calmly and, and kindly navigate someone from that, that headspace of like resistance of what we talk about. I, I mean, it's, it's the truth, right? Yes. Yes. So I don't, I don't, uh, so I, and I will say I don't. Oh, so what I actually do is, um, people generally want to work with me. They've already heard me speak or they've been referred to me. I rarely have someone like a cold, um, person wanting to communicate with me who has no concept of either they, it's something that they want or me. Um, okay. so they're already ignited. That's why they're in front of me. Right. So like one of the questions I ask people is like, when you schedule the call, what did you think Michelle could do for you? Like, right. Right. That, and that's that's what we work on. That generally becomes the target that we will um, then launch and create. And I'll get them on a path to uh, creating that. Um, the other thing is that generally my talk. So when I do talks and those, you know, like two hour workshops or um, interactive workshops with organizations, right? So uh, as of late, I've, I've changed the way, restructured my business. So when people are, are hesitant, I'll just, I said, bring me in for a talk, bring me in for a two hour workshop and in front of your entire team or your company, once I'm finished, ask them if they want me to come back. If they say yes, yes. If they say no, no, I'm fine. That's the challenge I brought there you up, go. <laughs> right? Right. And so I'm not, I like to tell people, I'm not scared. Right. I know I'm good at what I do. Right. I'm amazing at what I do. In the last organization, it was unanimous. Everyone was like, they were like, so what do you want? Do you want her to train the leaders or do you want this workshop, this, you know, half a day workshop for the entire organization? <laughs> like we want both. And the, yeah. the executive director said, okay. So that's the space that I've decided that I want to exist in. I'm like, I'm tired of, you know, I, I'm, I'm differentiating myself in that I want people to be transformed. I want to give people what uh, deliver tools so that once they have heard me, they believe yeah. that they can. Because they're seeing right? kind There's of the doubt, the doubt, yeah, the yeah. doubt part does not exist after connecting or hearing me. That's gone. You are clear <laughs> that you are accountable for what it is you want, and you're also hungry to move in that direction. 
And that's you showing you're already ignited. Like you've already done what you're talking about. So it's a yep. sales pitch in itself of just being who you are. Uh, yes. I think kind of the follow-up question, everyone knows habits are hard to form. So how do you kind of get- The hardest, hardest yeah. thing for an adult human Ooh. to do is establish a new habit. And hardest it's, thing. it's really kind of prime territory for failure. So how do you talk people through- like, it's okay to not be perfect at it, or you only need to be 80% there. How do you get them in that mindset? So, well, one, let's begin with the fact that since it is very, very almost impossible to get an adult human to establish um, and maintain and sustain a, a new habit, it, it, I work with people, that's, uh, it's, that's why the first part is clarity. Why do you want to do this? Because if you don't not have, if your reasons do not, are not more than the results, you're going to fail. That's an assurity because remember your mind is in control. You're not. And your mind is a master at excuses, justifications, and alibis. If it wasn't, we wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) You'd already have what you want. Okay, so let's start with that, right? So you are not as smart. The conscious part of you always thinks it's smart, but it's not. It's the unconscious that's smart, right? Because it doesn't, it's relentless, it's persistent. The unconscious does not get stopped by emotion, does not get stopped by what they said or didn't say. That's the conscious that your ego gets in the way of your your capacity, your capability, your unlimited capability, and what you what successful and wealthy people do better than anyone is they hire for habit, not for results, because they know once they get the habit, they will create the results and keep the results. Once okay. it's a habit, you can't not do it. Yeah. So going back, why? How do you help someone create habits? You have to understand why it's important to them. And you have to speak to that to them. And you have to help them understand how hard it's going to be. Oh, yeah, I can do this in six weeks. And I I don't tell those lies. I tell people I work with, this is going to be the hardest thing you ever did. Yeah, you looking at Michelle, you loving on Michelle, you smiling at Michelle, you're going to hate Michelle about three weeks. (laughs) <laughs> right if he's a personal trainer right there's gonna be days you're gonna be cussing my name and i the one thing i promise you is that if you stick with it if you're honest right if you if this is really if you are very honest at the beginning so we can uncover the truths that are necessary for you to build this you will be more happy with yourself than you've ever been with in your entire life I promise you that. That's the problem because it's not me making the promise. The universal law of increase is that whatever you water and nurture, you will have a you will it will succeed. You'll grow. It'll grow. So all I'm doing is helping you to create something and teach you how to nurture it so you can always have that bumper crop. I'm a harvest, not a hunter. I teach people how to harvest, not to hunt. And that's what happens. Most people are hunting. They're grasping and grabbing and trying to succeed instead of making it this process where it just expands. We we expand. We're either expanding or contracting, right? There is no middle in our lives. That's what this fallacy, right? There is no stopping. Life keeps going. So if you have stopped, then you're actually losing because life is moving forward. So you're not expanding. So you're contracting. Grow or die, period. Grow or die. I like that. Put on a t-shirt, um, yeah. No, <laughs> no, right? <laughs> That's mine. Can, 
Because I, I, I realized a, a few years ago how important it was for individuals like yourself to exist. And, you know, more and more people are, are opening their eyes to someone. Someone said it during a talk one time where we convince ourselves, kind of like you were saying before, maybe it's the ego, but we convince ourselves of, all right, I'm going to figure it out. And once I figure it out, everything's going to fall into place. And it's like that thing that you think you're going to figure it out. If, if you knew how to do it or you were going to do it, it would have happened by now. You don't know how to do it and you have to go find someone to help you do it. And I was like, well, all right, uh, just eat a little piece of humble pie there. Cause yeah. it's like, like you think about it, you're like, all right, there's this thing I was going to do. And I keep saying, I'm going to do it and figure it out and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I haven't ever done it. And then they're like, it's because you don't know how, like you're, you're not going to be able to do it until someone teaches you or shows you the way per se. And, and then you're just, you kind of have to accept it because when you hear the truth, you, you know it. The truth is something that whether you believe in it or not, it's going to exist, right? If it's a lie, it, it, it relies on you to believe that, that it's true, right? But yes, truth is just going to be there regardless of your well, belief. And you can only avoid it so long too. And I'm sure, have you ever had a scenario where a client starts with one intent or driver and then they go, actually, wait, it's not that. We need to pivot to yes. this. Yeah. Yes, yes. It, it does that. Yeah. It, Cause we do the work of clarifying. Um, and I'm like, so, uh, I was talking to somebody the other day, they forgot, uh, they had a call and they came and they were like 45 minutes late and they were like, so apologetic. I was like, time, I need your energy to change. Cause for us to have a good outcome, you can't drag in your regret. So just understand I am the most gracious, kind person you'll ever meet. Why? Because I've intentionally set out to be that way because I need people's energy. That's what we create from. Energy is just the motion is time, right? So yes, I get people all the time once they start to understand the power they have and what it means, right? When they're moving in a direction, they will change those directions to something that's more meaningful for them because it's the, we forget the most precious and limited commodity we have is time. It's the great equalizer of mankind, right? We all get that same amount, that same exact 24 hours, 1440 minutes, 86,400 seconds. And the way you burn time is your emotions right? Where you're, wherever those thoughts go, your energy flows. So you are burning it. And if you listen to people, especially yourself, what is, what are you talking about most often? Because the only time we ever have is what? Now. The present. Yeah. Now, right now. But most people are talking about the past or the future. When I think what I need to have to ought to should do or what I didn't do. They're rarely present. You see in there on their phones, they're looking all over. They're trying to figure out what they got to do next. And rarely are they present. And that's the power. That's where you get to create. That's where you, your outcomes and, and all of that happens. Your decisions, like when you're called, oh, I got to call this person because I forgot to call them. Stop and just sit still and ask yourself, what is it? that would help me to move forward in my business? What is it that would help me to move forward in my relationship? Just let yourself answer and you'll be surprised. Often it's not what you think you have to need to opt to should do. Start doing those things and you'll be amazed at how your life turns around. I get called like, all, I get the reminders like, oh my God, I didn't, I didn't send that proposal. And then I freak out because now you're like, what's the first thing? Embarrassment, shame. Yeah. And then I go like, ah, 
thank you, universe. <laughs> I go send a proposal. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because right. If, if I was, if it was meant to be a shame, the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, loves you, loves us all, adores us. So the reason you remember things is not to make you feel bad, it's so that you can make a decision to move forward with it. But we are conditioned to what? Feel bad because we forgot it. You didn't forget it. If you yeah. just forgot it, you wouldn't be thinking about it. Yeah, it's the whole, uh, uh, someone had asked the question of, how do I deal with shame? And the person was like, shame is just, to, it's a feeling that's telling you like, this is something you need to deal with. You need to process it. You need to heal from it. You need to figure it out. You know, I, I entered a place in my, uh, in my life where, you know, we're all kind of delusional, right. In some, <laughs> in some ways until we, until we go, wait a minute, I'm delusional and you start working on it. Right. But the, the thing that I started to seek was being able to be brutally honest with myself like have the capacity to be sitting there and go wait a second like it doesn't have to be a good thing it doesn't have to be a bad thing it just needs to be honesty and being able to unapologetically be honest with myself and and you know you're more authentic and honest with other people if, if you can do that with yourself yes I think for me it really became important to be honest with myself because everyone will tell you that Right. And, and it's, you have to know why you're doing what you're doing. And there are people that sometimes they think they know their why. And if they dig deep enough, they realize it was imposed on them from whatever. I don't think that that was really my case. I never just, I never understood how to dig deep enough to really go. This is why you do what you do. And uh, I had heard recently uh, someone probably quoted it, but it was the, you know, you have two lives, you have your life, that you live and then you have the second life which is you know why you know why you're doing what you're doing and when mm -hmm. you get to that point that you genuinely know what your why is i'm not saying it's easy to get up in the morning right but you have a reason so you're you're it's easier to force yourself to get up in the morning right <laughs> it's easier to force exactly. yourself to go that extra mile and yeah, I mean, exactly to your point, right? I'm just reiterating what you said before, but there are going to be moments that life is going to, is going to sit some really heavy things in front of you, obstacles, you name it, it it's going to come, right? And all it is, is just an opportunity. Like you said, with the, the whole, uh, thanks universe, I remembered, right? <laughs> it's an opportunity where I don't have to make it a negative thing. I don't have to feel bad. And, and so some of these obstacles, they're meant to knock you down so you can pra practice getting back up. And yeah. whenever you have that why, it makes getting back up. A little easier, yeah. Doable for sure, yeah. right? Plenty of times where I didn't know what the why was. I got smacked in the face and was like, well, I'm not going that direction. And I, you know, <laughs> I would just turn around and go, you know, let's see what happens. And, and now I'm developing that sense of you're not going to move me. This is, this is what I am doing. It is, it is a decision that has been made. Yes, I love that. That's uh, one, uh, one of my clients uh, had a phrase that I kind of coined because I love the way it impacted. And she's like, this is the hill I die on. And I was yeah. like, ooh, I'm going to, you know, and she said, I don't need to say her. I said, I can reference you and say your name. She's like, no, you don't have to say my name. But yes, I love that, that, that when it gets that clear, um, that, you know, it, you're immovable, you're, you know, um, you're immovable, unconquerable. I just uh, uh, did a, I do a, a weekly tip for the sales uh, podcast and they do every day. He does this five minutes. And I actually read the Invictus 
um, quote. Um, and I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it says in there um, at the end, you know, I'm the master, basically I'm the master of my soul, right? Um, and so that's what you're reminding me of right now, that just that, like I said, I've been having that confirmation all day long. Yeah. <laughs> the theme. It. The, right. It's the theme, right? That so it's a very interesting that you brought that up as well. So I'm curious to ask you, um, what is your why? Ooh, that's big. Um, <laughs> I asked him this the other day and he was like, Ooh. <laughs> it's uh all right. Uh so my ultimate why is I think I've always known there is a system in place that is meant to keep humanity from ascending. Right. Uh, I didn't understand any of that uh, until maybe as of recently, because I actually started trying to define, you know, what I've always felt. And I have a a very uh, vivid imagination. So there's a lot of like metaphors going on in my head, but they're like little movies. Right. And So ultimately what it boils down to is I think the why that, that makes me an object that, that won't be moved. Right. It's I'm going in this direction, right. I am a force that will not be stopped. It's my mom and my brother. So these, these two people, there's huge significance in my life. And so the goal that I have for, for myself involves them, right. Of, of creating freedom, not only financially, right. But also, of, of controlling our minds, understanding our spirits, right? Uh, and, and being genuinely free in a place that if you're, if you're not making the choices and understanding what, you're, what you believe in and what you're about, something else will decide that for you. And as we grow, that's, that's my whole thing, right? It's like, I want to create freedom. And I, I want it for myself, but definitely for them as well. And so if, if, if I'm having one of those days where I'm like, ah, I don't really care about me, I can rely on, on part of that. Why is it's, it's not just about me. Right. So there's a lot of significance there. There's a, a ton that goes, you know, behind that, but that's the why it's, it's my mom and my brother. That's, I, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you, you know, for sharing that. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I think it's interesting because it's, it's about, I could have probably said that 10 years ago, but it wouldn't have meant the same thing that it means now, right? Because there's actually a vision in place and there's a, there's a, a rhyme and a reason to it now. You know what I mean? Like there's a, there's a purpose that I feel versus, you know, oh, I love my mom and my brother. There's more depth. Like you further understand. Yes. Yeah. yeah I, yes. I, I had to go all the way down and deep, <laughs> deep, deep, deep down in there and had to kind of sit with it for a while to really kind of figure out what was it and, and why was it that particular thing, right? Why, why is it them? And when you actually take the time to define these things, instead of being like, I don't know, um, it can be kind of heavy, but it's, it's very uplifting. It's very empowering. And, you know, again, it's, it, it makes, it makes you unconquerable because you, you smack me down all day long. I'm going to get back up. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I know yeah. this is fact now, right. It's a part of my truth where before it was like, man, if you hit me hard enough, I don't know if I'll get up, <laughs> you know, what if you knock me out? Am I gonna, you know, but I, know, yeah. right? you know, <laughs> I always tell people, if you, if you're not in order for me to stay down, you got to literally kill me. You'd have to kill me for me to stay down. 
Right. Because I, I, I just don't know. Like, yeah, I'm at that point where I just, yeah, as long as I have breath in my body, this is my quest. Yeah. And that is to free. I, I basically, I'm out here giving out blue pills or whatever. I forget <laughs> the color of the pill. Right. As many as possible, because we we live in a society where, you know, information is free, but um, people have not been and they're 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 not even inspired. You know, we, 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 in order for people to consume, like one of the things, and I'll just back up and say, one of the things that I have, I've seen the thread of my business is especially women that I work with, as soon as they get to a certain point and they're on, you know, the work we do, their spending declines greatly because they're not trying to fill a hole from the outside, Mm. right? They've started to work on doing things that fill them on the inside. And they really start to make more conscious choices about how they're communicating um, with their spouse, their family, their children um, at work. And, th- you know, they really, really, the confidence that they, they that is created. And it's like, if it's leaders, it's the same. They become more authentic. They're more vulnerable, right? Because, and it's contagious, right? What I teach people is that anything you do in life for yourself, if you do it for yourself, you take it with you. Right. If you if you brag about all of these uh, qualities you have, if the people closest to you aren't benefiting, what good is it? I'm not impressed. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that that's the whole word tapestry. So it's like once you're confident, people should feel better having been with you because you're giving them some of your confidence. It's not like and it's so it's so intentional that they don't even know until they're later. Like yeah. once they have, you know, away from you or someone asked them like, Oh, I was hanging out with Sam. Oh my God, Sam. Oh God. <laughs> He's so amazing. And it can't even almost verbalize why, but it's because you have become so, um, you know, confident in a manner that is, uh, I call it contagious, right? It's that, it's that your intent is not that it's just for you. Your intent is more, uh, it's more of a humanitarian reason. Cause I know that when, when I do well for myself, I'm able to help more people, right? If I set out to help more people, I actually can't help as many as I would like to once I've taken care of myself. Uh, I, I'll be frank. I mean, I had a moment where you know, I'm, I'm diving into these things that we're talking about. And there was a little bit of success. Like I, I was able to tell that I, I was having some growth, but you know, I wasn't like, well, I had some growth. I did it. It was like, okay, I can do it. Let's, let's keep doing this. And, and, you know, it gets a little more difficult depending on what you have to deal with on the inside. But I noticed that it was affecting the people that I loved in a good way, because even though there were moments that, you know, like, for instance, I was like, hey, I had heard it a long time ago, but then I just really started to, to like receive it, I guess, where it was like, if you can't love yourself, and you can't keep growing that love for yourself, how are you able to love anyone else? And I got yep. to a point, I had to ask myself that question of, I was like, do I love myself at all? And then I was like, if, if the answer is no, then it's like, do I love any of the people that I genuinely you know, they're my ride or dies, right? They're, they're my family. I care about them. And it's like, am I even able to love them if I can't love myself? And I mean, that's a heavy thing, right? To be able to sit there and try to confront the, how do I really feel about myself and why, but it gets easier and easier because you, you realize that it makes you better. 
like in your day to day and the way you're functioning in your thoughts. But more importantly, it is making other people better. You're you're rubbing off and, and sharing that vibration, right? The what is that whole thing? Like energy is emotion and it's emotion in motion. I, I'm yes. messing it up. It's something like I that. don't I don't remember exactly. I know that um mo- uh motion precedes emotion. So like what happens is when people feel bad, right? And they get frozen, it's moving that direction anyway, because your emotions catch up. They're always a little bit behind, especially when you're attempting to change the way you respond to certain emotions, right? And one of the things I teach people um, is that your body Um, unless you've intentionally done the work, your body holds the history of the emotion. Mm. So if you want a different future, whenever you keep saying, I feel, I feel, I feel, and you're making decisions off of what you feel, if you have not actively worked out what you feel, then your feeling and your decision keep taking you back to the past. And like, and I'll say that, and I say that stage of people will just, I've had people in the middle of my talk keynotes go, wait, she needs to repeat that. <laughs> and the irony is like, you're repeating. There's a, a thing I keep on my fridge. It's your choice is to evolve or repeat. That's, that's all it is. Yes. Two options. Yes. You're either going to keep doing the same thing or you're going to grow. Yeah. So that I would hear that and I would hear it and I would hear it, but I couldn't apply it. My choice. Okay. Great. My choice. So what does that mean? Right. So that was me. Like I tell people, I was the person that I would hear all these things and I kept repeating and I was just like, what's wrong with me? And then it was the work to realize there's nothing wrong with me. You're just not hearing it the way you need to hear it for you. You're a unique individual. So then it became my quest to, you know, God, universe creator was send me the people who can talk to me the way I need to hear. So oh, yeah. if I'm talking to you and you're I'm looking to hire you or work with you and you're not making it clear for me, right? You ain't hot. <laughs> right. It's just like, and there's nothing that doesn't mean you're not amazing at what you do. It doesn't yeah. mean you're not incredible at what you do. It just means that if we can't even have this initial conversation without me asking you 90 questions, then we're not a it's not a lock. It's going to be frustrating when we actually start doing the work and I'm paying you because now I'm wanting results, but we can't understand each other, right? And that's what people forget, right? And I also look for people who love what they do because whatever we create is going to be for my clients and my clients don't get nothing but love from Michelle, right? So if I work with you and you're just good at what you do, you make very different decisions than someone who loves what they do, right? Someone who's good at what they do cuts the lights out at 459, right? Someone who loves what they do, like people got to come say, can you come get something to eat, right? Can I help? Like they're so passionate. Other people come help them or bring them food or you understand it's a, it's a, it's a different, it's a very different um, life. And I was uh, listening to, you know, uh, Viola Davis and she was talking about like why, you know, someone's asking her her career, how she was able to do what she did. And she was like, you know, if you understand the, 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 the statistics of any uh, profession, there's always only a handful who exceed to the highest of levels, right? And actors, only less than 1% of actors, for example, make more than $50,000 a year, less than 1%. And she said, I can tell you all the ones who are making have exceeded that absolutely love acting. 
It's not just a job for them. It's not just a career. It's not about the celebrity. It is their gifts, their craft. They they can't, they look, they can't not think of anything else but that. And I go, take that and go to any other industry, right? Let's take any other profession. Why are you doing it if you're not in love with it? Because I believe that whatever we do in life is meant to be an expression of love. Because guess what? Anybody who gets that work from me, they, whatever they do, they will be able to imprint that onto the work that they do. Yeah. Uh, it's like that question that I, I got asked it recently of, you know, uh, like, what do you do for a living? And, and then they were like, if you had all the financial resources and, and everything that you could possibly want and desire, it was all just there, would you keep doing it? And of course, the majority of people, they're working a nine to five because they have to pay the bills. Like, and, and, and that's okay, right? I mean, but once you start to declare like, wait a minute, I, I think I understand what my purpose is and I actually am leaning into what, what fuels the fire in me. Um, you're hundred percent right. And, and I, I always laugh because it's the, the, the phrase where it's like, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. I was like, I love working out and I love helping people work out, but I still had to work really hard doing it. Right. Like, like there's still work to be done, but you, but you don't, yes, it's still work and yes, it's still hard work, but you, you are about it, right. It's fulfilling and, and you're, you're motivated for it. Yeah. I think, I think what happens with that phrase is that your mind doesn't have to work as hard to remind you <laughs> what your driver is doing, yeah. right. Yeah. What you're doing. So that, and how, what is this all tied to failure is that when you hear this, when you find those things that light you up, you you can see the, that the failure is not final. You will keep going because that's all failure. Failure is only failure if you quit. And the only way to keep going is to start. You gotta find, and I don't even like the term "you gotta," but there's times where I say, make it your business to go about looking for something, even at your job. But if you don't like where you are right now, if you can't find the joy where you are right now, there's nowhere else you will go where you will find joy. I will say that. So you must begin where you are with what you have right now today to find joy, then you'll be amazed at what starts to show up because you're inviting everything into your life based on who you are. That's it, period. Um, really quick, I did, uh, and you you don't have to necessarily share your why. If you would like to share your why, I would love to hear it. But I am curious, do you know when you knew your why? Like, I, I'm assuming there was probably a moment where it was like, I figured it out. I don't, yes. So I don't know if I actually even knew my why until recently. Um, It was um, back in 2000 and I think 13, Mm -hmm. I had left my corporate. I had a a corporate, a six-figure corporate job, base salary, right? Six figures. I had a car allowance. It was $832 a month. Um, car allowance, and I didn't even have a car note because I don't can't stand car notes, right? Um, yeah, bonuses put me into the high. You know, I was doing exceptionally well. Um, this is after uh, two years prior in 2011, I had uh, uh, been diagnosed with uh, 
general anxiety disorder and suicidal ideations because my fiance, only guy I ever loved and wanted to marry had passed away, got diagnosed with something and two and a half months later he was gone. And we were meant to relocate to Austin, Texas. And I went anyway, I didn't know anyone. And I was really good at working. I was really, I was raised in a lot of dysfunction and abuse and alcoholism. So I was really good at acting like things were awesome when they weren't. I had been taught how to master that as a child. And um, so uh, at that point, when I realized I was not going to kill myself, um, I started taking trips up to Dallas uh, area to visit my parents where my with my disabled younger sister. Um, and I started noticing she was depressed. So uh, she would, I started bringing her down to visit me. And then we found Chris Cole Rehabilitation Center for Adults, where she went and got to live in the dorm for nine months and hang out. And she was having all this fun. And I was standing in the kitchen getting ready to take her some snacks and treats to her and her dorm mates. And I knew that I was like, I was like, what are you going to do? Send her back to Dallas? Your parents don't even live on a bus. Like where you can't send her back. Like, I just knew, like, I was like, oh my God, like I got to do more. I'm meant to do more for my sister. So I uh, took over the role as her caregiver. She stayed in Dallas. I had a uh, 10 state territory, 80% travel job. She's disabled, um, really tenuous health that if she goes in the hospital, she's got to have a relative at bedside. Otherwise, decisions will be made that are not good. So here I am traveling to places like Arkansas where you can't even get a direct flight. So I'm in fear all the time that something could happen. So I gave 30 days notice. And I went to a women's networking meeting and the woman talked about goals versus vision. And I realized I had been chasing goals, external um, accolades, achievements, acquisitions my entire life. And I had never focused on the vision of who I wanted to be. And that was in November of 2013. uh, I was, uh, yeah, November 2013, that December, I did a vision board work party for the women at my church and my friends in our rec room. And I knew right then and there, and I never looked back that I was meant to help people to ignite confidence and find joy and enthusiasm. And then the clarity of, and I still, those women to this day, you can contact any of them and they will tell you, Michelle changed your life. And I don't think I did much, right? But that became, I got known for doing vision boards. And then many of my clients were uh, entrepreneurs and small business owners. So they started inviting me to talk about the principles that I was teaching through the vision boarding process, which now has become, you know, unleashing your sales superpowers. And it all goes back. Everything I teach has always had the same thread. If you not clear on who you are, you is value first. If you don't value who you are, you can't value anyone else and you won't get to sale because you're, 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 you got commission breath, right? <laughs> it's not about you. It's about you creating a pipeline of advocates and a- alliances and allies in life. And those become your clients and your referrers and everything in life comes from other people. And if you're not clear on who you are, if you're not showing up as a gift, right, you're trying to get Does anybody like when people take stuff from them? No, but everybody loves an unexpected gift. Guess what? Become the unexpected gift yourself (laughs) and see what happens in your life. I like that. And that's what Uh, I basically teach people to do. Can I, can I coin that phrase? Do you want me to like tell people (laughs) that? And then I'll just, I'll throw your name in there. Um, Put it at the bottom. (laughs) I I really like that. Um, Be the unexpected gift, man. I do appreciate you sharing that. I, I think I, I've touched a little bit on on my story and stuff, but I, I had a moment 
you know, where I had to basically acknowledge like, okay, well, I'm, I'm not going to kill myself. So it's like, all right, we're staying here for the long haul. Let's make it, <laughs> let's make it about something. Right. Um, yep. and, and then of course you're like standing in the middle of just like empty field going, okay, but where do I start? Right. Like, where do I go? I, I mean, literally there's no, there's no limitation, pick a direction and go. And you're like, <laughs> uh, it'd be so much easier if I could just fly around, you know? Um, I did want to two things really quick as we wrap up the episode one Megan I, I did everyone else has gotten to share their why if you would like to share your why you can you absolutely do not have to uh, I am not putting you on the spot I mean though... you totally are <laughs> <laughs> and uh, up, no, <laughs> no um, mine I guess is just to never stop creating whether that's art or writing something positive to put into the universe or creating and improving relationships myself I just want to put more positive in than I take out yeah and that's great because I I know that I know that it's out there but I don't really there are people who you know the phrase they just want to watch the world burn like I I really think that that there's (laughs) there's the whole thing I think there's the whole thing of of duality right like um some days i feel like that but the majority of the time i want to create (laughs) yeah there's like this this uh what is it the the polarity of everything right yes it's it's necessary you wouldn't know pleasure without pain you wouldn't know uh, love without fear right so you've got to have evil for good to exist that people tend to forget yes Mm -hmm. so i i was just picturing you know megan's like you know i want to put positivity in the world and you know that's her, her her mission and i'm like oh god what is the what's the other end of that look like right there's somebody sitting there's like i just want to put negativity out there oh no there, um, there probably is hey <laughs> I, I i it is it is what it is sometimes the the other thing i i wanted to do is give you just a a, a quick opportunity uh michelle of being able to maybe give our, our our listeners a maybe a piece of advice or something to ponder on or even, you know, maybe a, a quote that means something a lot to you. But I, I definitely wanted to uh, give you an opportunity to kind of maybe like a final thought uh, before we go to Megan's Corner, where we talk about social media and all that fun all that, stuff. All that good stuff. Yes. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And thank you guys again. This is such an enriching and um, empowering conversation. Um, and it just, it's so spot on. Like uh, this was scheduled so far in advance and for you guys to not even imagine the the, the, the meaning that this conversation has had to me in my current um, situation is just, I'm so grateful to be here. And that would be is what I tell people is I have this acronym that I'm really well known for and it's big, right? We dream big because the big dream actually is what ignites the gift that you are. Without it, you'd never find out who you are in the face of challenges and circumstances and difficulties. When you play small, you'll respond and act and behave small. But when you set big, big dreams, it doesn't mean you'll land on the moon, but you will at least get into the stars. So, and how you start that, it's just your morning. Every morning, start with something that makes Makes you grateful, ignites you, and inspires you. Put down the phone. 
because whatever you start your day with dictates the outcome of your day. If you look at social media, it will just make you insecure because all you're looking at is everybody's highlight reels and lies, right? So, um, and if you look at your calendar, it's going to put you in scarcity of time. You're going to think you don't have enough time. You run out of time. You're running late. So it puts you in a sense of scarcity. And so when you actually start your day with something you're grateful for, it will start to expand. Gratitude is an expander and you will all actually start to see how big your world already is and how big it can become. Man, I recently started this thing because I 100% agree and, and know that what you're, what you're speaking is, is the truth. And so to like a fail safe and because, you know, old habits die hard, right? If I pick up my phone first thing in the morning, right? <laughs> There's uh, before I can even click on anything and go anywhere right there on my screen uh, after I unlock my phone is literally like uh, I call it my phone vision board, but it's really just like uh, affirmations and, and gratitude. Yes. And, and so the, the goal ultimately is I want to make it to where I wake up and I spend the first 15 to 30 minutes of my day sitting with myself. And that's hard for me because my habit, since I can remember is the way I get out of bed is I have to, there has to be like an urgency, right? Because it rips me out of the bed. And then I'm like running to the shower, I'm showering and then I'm running to the car and then I'm racing to the job and then I'm right. And it, it's like throwing myself into motion and then just don't stop. That worked for me, uh, you know, in my twenties, but in my thirties, I know I'm not going to make it. So um, being <laughs> able to slow down, pump the brakes and then hit the gas as needed. The, the mornings that I've been successful doing this, it's been great. Um, in the mornings that I haven't been successful at this, I get to practice the opportunity of like, don't beat yourself up. So it's a win-win. It doesn't feel like a win-win sometimes, but like, it, I agree with you. The morning routine will change the whole day. It's, it's a game changer. I, I have had a morning routine, uh, of so long. I can't remember when I didn't, I don't, I didn't keep track of the day. Cause that was one of the reasons I couldn't create a morning routine. Cause I was around a bunch of people who could tell you exactly to the day that they meditated. Like I've been meditating every day for eight years, six months and three days. Right. It was like, Oh, it was driving me crazy. Cause I, I just felt like I was so inadequate. And then I realized, Oh, what was, what's important to you? Well, the important thing to me is that I just don't break it. Because the foothold of the 90% unconscious, as soon as you break it, it shreds you, right? So the, it's the consistency that is that creates the expansion. It's, it's like compound interest in baking. If you want to get the unlimited, start tapping into the unlimited capacity to, of who you are, create an un, a non-negotiable morning routine. And I promise you, it won't take but about three weeks before you start to go, your mind, the, the self-talk starts to talk, to talk to you in a favorable way. It's absolutely baffling what starts to happen when you set up a non-negotiable, like it's not even, I can't, I, I can't even imagine not doing it at this point. And that is actually a requisite of my clients. If they don't set up a non-negotiable morning routine, they will be let go. Because now I can't help you create the impossible. I only take on clients who want to create the impossible. And so I can't help you do that if you're not, if you're not doing for you. Yeah. Little, you, little trick to the listeners. This, this is one of those, this is one of those things where um, 
not only for myself, but I think everyone like listen to it, but then give it some time and then listen to it again. Right. Like say it louder for the people in the back. Um, so, so I, I wanted to, uh, to, to thank you again for, uh, not only the, the energy that you brought, um, right. Like I, I could tell genuinely that you were excited and, and about it. And I, and I think I, I would say most people are right. That's why, that's why they agree to, to come in on the show, but yeah. You know, I really enjoyed our conversation. It's it's something that no matter how much I believe in it, I always love uh, the reiteration of it. You know what I mean? The conversation of it yes. because, you know, it just like for the rest of the day, I guarantee you, I'm going to have just like <laughs> stupid smile on my face. I'm just going to be like, live is great. Um, I know, me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to be like, can't wait to work on my morning routine. Um, <laughs> hey, what, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, what, what, are you, uh, what are you doing Friday night? I'm going to work on my morning routine. <laughs> What the? I'm like, I am so excited, right? Well, so so with that being said, uh, I do uh, want to give Megan's Corner uh, a moment to, to speak yes. about. Uh, there's this thing on the internet. Uh, it's something like social media yeah, um, or, or we, something like that. I, I can't quite. Uh, we'll add the addendum. Don't look at this when you wake up. Uh, you know, let your day start first. Then you can find us on social media. At Friends of there you Bay. go. Love it. <laughs> um, Love it. We'll also link Michelle as well. Make her easy to find if you want some confidence coaching. And then send us your emails. Get some stories to friendsoffailurepodcast at gmail.com. I would really love some emails about people sharing their why or even sharing how they got to their why. Um, Yes. Who's going to accept the challenge, right? Um, That's the question. (laughs) You know, and and I, I think social media serves a purpose and and it can be good or bad. And when social media really started to change for me is when I utilized it as a tool to, to network and, and like meet people, right. And have yeah. conversations with people. I love having conversation, maybe not with everyone. Sometimes there's the, the lack of connection and, <laughs> and that's not a bad thing, but you know what I'm saying? Like when I started looking at it as a tool to embrace something that I, I genuinely enjoy. But the other thing was, um, you hear a lot of people say it about like Facebook where it's like, people are just complaining about the things going on in the world. But um, what happened is I I started using Instagram and I started changing the things that I was following to like, um, you know, motivational quotes or uh, kind of, I I call them self-development or self-improvement quotes or, you know, spirituality. And and so now I, I, I mean, rarely am I getting the stuff that I'm, I'm, I, I'm not creating that that feeling of lacking anymore. I'm I'm creating the instigation of, oh man, like okay, it's a reiteration, or oh, I didn't think about it that way, or you know, I, I use social media in a place where I still know it's a distraction. Like I, I was delusional about that, and then I, I accepted <laughs> it. I still use it as a distraction, but I'm trying to distract myself with stuff that kind of helps me reiterate my faith and and belief in myself. Right. So, anyway genuinely had a blast uh and i hope everyone listening uh enjoyed the the conversation today and of course i would love to leave you uh with our final i guess quote or or a thought which is life is happening for you not to you so go out there and and do something there we go like yes. set a morning routine please yes. set <laughs> right <morning>. there <laughs> um and that's a wrap It's not I'm stronger than you, it's I'm wiser than you, I'm more loving than you, 
I'm more tolerant than you. I'm more sophisticated than you. It doesn't matter what it is, but this constant competition is going on. This is the secret.